welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, or, you know, sometimes two, and then we get together every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watch episodes five and six of Hospital Playlist. Ooh. 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 It's become so much more of a feel-good show. It, yeah, there was a big turnaround. I feel like something that, especially in episode six, that it just like fully got driven home how, I mean, obviously they've been building that this is a close friendship between five people for a long time. I don't know why it took me until episode six to be 110% bought into that. Because uh, obviously I was enjoying it up until now. But then, I don't know, the interactions felt very, very realistic to me in episode mm-hmm. six, especially of how friends would behave and act toward each other and have conversations or just even silly moments not between the five doctors, but something that was very realistic to me was the mom and the director uh, when they were in the parking garage. Um, Pretty much every scene they were in was perfect. Yeah, pretty much every scene with those two. So cute. Um, But, like, yeah, you get those little very real-feeling moments woven in as they build this friendship between these doctors. I felt like there was a little bit less medical stuff in these two episodes, which, you know, pros and cons to that, but it made the character development go, like, hit different, I think, Mm -hmm. which is cool. Yeah, and I feel like, kind of like you mentioned with Rosa and director Ju, it was there was a lot of development in the relationships between the five doctors, but then it felt like there was so much outside of them that we were so much more interested in. Like I think we mentioned the first couple episodes were a little overwhelming with how many people there were, but then you get to like episodes five and six and you see the twin residents. I don't know if they're residents yet. The students the twins yeah Yeah. and like just watching them interact with the doctors while they're sitting in the like uh, break room kind of place and watching them interact with each of the doctors and then watching them talk with Lee Jun for a minute and how different that is you're just so interested in this thing that should be so boring right I I think something that they've written into his character that At first, it seemed maybe that we were being told more than we were being shown. And so it was hard to fully buy into was how great his social skills are. Mm -hmm. And there were moments. I I don't want to write off whatever we've said in past episodes, because I know we've talked about how he's very good with people and he's good at diffusing situations and he's got great bedside manner I remember there were episodes that he, you know, like remembered his patient's name and his patient's son na- son's name, and he really cares. So obviously they've shown it up to up to this point, but then you get a mundane reaction, like you said, that it it shouldn't matter, and I shouldn't be that invested, and it it feels like I'm finally being very much shown because of how invested I I was. I 
if I was on the receiving end of just his conversational skills, I would probably be starstruck because I am so charmed by a clever, personable, kind extroverts. I mean, obviously everyone is, I guess. If someone's kind, most people are charmed by them. But <laughs> I, al- I have always put people like that on a pedestal almost because I maybe because I enjoy people but I struggle being the person who carries a a conversation or um engages necessarily uh I just enjoy like being engaged with and so if I was on the receiving end of something like that it would be I I know that I would immediately I would be um I think it was the girl twin, right? Who, who was like, I, no, I like him. I like that guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> he gets me. I get that guy, and I like that guy, and I want to follow that guy. <laughs> yeah, we're all right there with you, because man, Lee Jin really had his moment these two episodes. Like, he, he had plenty going on in the first four. He's shown, but you know these ones. This was his time. He has put himself on a pedestal. Like, they put him up there for us. He's amazing. They're like, he's kind of good at everything and nice to everyone and basically the best person ever. And I, like, cynical. I don't know if K-dramas have done this to me, of being like, if they build something up, they gotta knock it down. Or if it's just like a natural sense of cynicism where I'm like, why are you doing this? (laughs) <laughs> Why are you making me love him so much? He's too good to be true. And I'm scared of that. Is he going to die? Is Leek Jun going to die at the end of this show? I don't <laughs> want that to happen, but it feels inevitable. I think he's going to be killed. I think they're going to kill him. He's going to take the bullet for um, Jung Won when oh, the yeah. abusive dad comes back for him. Yeah. That also felt very, like, that was a build-up moment when they were like, this dude's going to come back and he's actually going to somehow get through all of the hospital security and just try and stab on Jungwon. And we'll all just kind of live with that? Like, no. I will be so frustrated with that moment. But yeah, like you said. Lee Jun's gonna take that, take that bullet, as it were. Yep, and then Jung Won will have to raise, uh, Ju Woo, Woo Ju, Woo Yeah. <laughs> Someone's gonna be a dad. <laughs> Another person's gonna be a dad. Get some more dads in here. As much as like I don't trust how likable they're making Lee Jun. I love that he's got a little bit of a romance budding. Like, I think I made a long speech last episode about how I don't need romance, how everybody can have, like, different storylines, especially romantically, where, like, some of them won't have any and some of them will have little light things going on. Freaking Leek June deserves the world. Give him this wonderful actress who has, like clearly done some self-discovery since they broke up and is in a lot better place than when they were last together and still is pretty in love with him. That's super cute. 
So cute. That said, I love her. I love them. I think it's all very good. Um, I, A, I think I didn't invest myself enough into that ship to be um, maybe, I feel like I've got one foot on that ship, right? And it hasn't okay. set sail, thank God, because the other foot's still on the dock. Um, and this is very specifically because, and I might need you to explain something to me. It's that part of the show where I'm confused. We've finally reached some episodes I haven't seen before. I'm a little confused on what's happening, but I think there was a real heavy implication. Or maybe it wasn't an implication. Maybe they pretty much outright said it and I just let let it fly, sail right on over my head. But heavy implication that he's disengaging from that romance a little bit and revisiting maybe very, very, very low-key and more in a good friend way than anything, but revisiting some maybe feelings he also had for Sung-Hwa oh. that he gave up on when he found out she had turned down his other very good friend because he knew that that could only, you know, hurt friendships because mm-hmm. best case scenario, she doesn't reject him and then his best friend is devastated. Worst case scenario, she does. And he's made it now weird for two of them to be around her. Yeah. Ooh, I see that. There's some light implications. It's, I don't know, though. (laughs) I just, yeah, I don't want anything to make uh, make their friendship more difficult. And it feels like any relationship between two of the five of them would do that, would make things a little weird. So I don't want it. Get that away from me. Yeah, it's way tricky, because I think if there was any romance between any two other characters, I would want it to be those two. Uh, any two of the main characters, I would want mm-hmm. it to be those two. Because um, I am, interestingly, kind of liking Minha with uh, Dr. Antisocial, whose name I can't remember all of a sudden. I wrote him down last week. Where's that paper? What did we decide his name was? Kim Jun Won? Um, yeah, who's Min Ha? She, huh? Min Ha, I think it's Min Ha. Min Ha? Um, man, I'm maybe butchered. She's the friend of Gyu Won. She bought, bought Seung, uh, Seok Kyung lunch. She's kind of into him. She works with Seok Kyung. Okay. With with Mama's Boy Doctor. Okay, so the girl who works with Mama's Boy Doctor, the resident for the uh, gynecology unit, who yeah. always wears colorful eyeshadows. With the bob? And yeah. And she was exchanging barbs with, uh, with Gil Wolf? Yeah. Okay. I think I, I think you go by first names way more often, and I go by last names way more often. And that's that, why I'm getting confused. Gyuwol is Dr. Jong? Yes. Sorry. So many people have the same last name that I'm incapable of going by last name. I'm so sorry. We can fair. do, if you want, on Gyuwol. Or, sorry, Jong Gyuwol. On okay. is, on is the is man it? that she loves. Her future is on, on Gyuwol. Yeah. On Jong Wan. Yeah. Sorry. Well, this is well, really... Married. 
Junkable. This is a hot mess. <laughs> we were bound to、I、hit this. Too many characters. <laughs> we were bound to get here eventually. It's honestly a remarkable miracle that this has never happened with another K drama before. But also, another K drama has never said, "Here's seventy six characters," and also some of them have the same last name, and also some of them are related and have very similar names. Good luck. Godspeed. And also, they're all like. Doctors. Every single one of them yeah, is、so、the same. Just, you can't just be like the doctor, the doctor、uh-huh. on, because there's like there's doctor on, and then his father, doctor on, and then his mother, Rosa. Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> We know the mom because she's not a doctor, and her name is Rosa. Yep. Oh my god, this is so difficult. I don't even remember where we started. Who is Minha? Okay, I think she's she's the girl. She has a crush for sure on. I said for sure, and now I'm second guessing everything on Sia Kyung, Mama's boy. Oh, the girl with the bob is Minha. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I I believe can't、oh. read that. I don't know. If she has a crush on him, or if she's just like weirdly obsessed with him, in like a, I don't get this guy, but I have to watch him like twelve hours a day, so I want to get him. Sort of, sort of vibe, almost like obsessive stalkerish, but not dark. Just like this dude's consuming all my thoughts because I cannot get a read on him, because I feel like they're playing into that by having scenes where he's giving a consultation. And he's like, "Sorry about your miscarriage," and this lady just starts bawling. And then he's like, "No, what I meant was, sorry about your miscarriage." And everyone <laughs> starts crying. And I'm like, "That's such a weird. Why did he? Why is he doing this? Like, obviously he's very good at talking with people when he wants to. So it was such a weird vibe the first half of that scene. But I'm totally." On board with Minha being like, I don't get that. What is this guy? Yeah, yeah. I'm very interested to know because yeah, it's he goes from zero to sixty so quickly, and everyone is just cool with it. Kind of,、mm-hmm. they're all they're all just. Which I when you know that's how someone is. I mean, we I'm sort of cool with it, but also. You're right. It's kind of strange how many. If it had been a couple of scenes, in which he had done that, and then the flip side was, you know, him kind of self-correcting and saying, "What I meant was this." If it had been one scene, that that would have made sense. But that it does feel like this is we've been here before, where one second. Everyone's judging the shit out of him, and then the next second, everyone remembers that he's a super talented doctor, and、uh, it his behavior is not what it seems.、Mm-hmm. It's yeah, I think a lot. I think it would have been less confusing. Like obviously, he's new there. They said he took a lot of time off before he started working again. So he's new to the hospital, and he's a professor now. So he's like very high up. So I'm sure everybody's just interested in getting a vibe check on the new guy, anyways. But yeah, I feel like they've just、uh, made it so clear how often he works, 
and how much people watch him. The- it's been like six months by that point yeah. in the show. It's been like six months that they've all worked together and it's we're still so doing a still vibe like, check. Still vibe checking that guy? I feel like he should have <laughs> passed the test by now. So yeah, I guess you could be right is at this point it might have turned to infatuation and she might be like, No, I'm actually like romantically interested in him now. It's not just curiosity. It's genuine interest. And like, that's cool. I just haven't really gotten that vibe yet. I don't know. I don't know about those two. But they're I really do like the scenes with her and the kind of coffee group that's really interested in knowing about the Fab Five. I think I like that they're kind of changing out who's at the table and what they talk about and that it's always in the background. Like, I think something like that could take over a show really easily. And I like that that has taken such a backseat story-wise. Yeah, it's almost like a little check-in, just a quick check-in. And we remember how many people are interested in this unusually... Uh, talented and also close set of doctors where everyone sits down for story time. But yes, it's it's all very um, consolidated. It's not. It doesn't happen once per episode. It's just every once in a while. There's just a momentary. Uh, can you tell us a story about insert Fab Five doctor here? Uh huh. Which is so cute. Oh, it keeps things light. I feel like they, I think we've said this before and we'll probably say it again. They do such a good job of going back and forth between having really serious moments where you're crying your eyes out and then being like, now we're going to have a scene where this young man tries to explain the mafia game to his parents. (laughs) That's... So pure. And they and take so it very funny. seriously. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so cute. And then, like, it's cute to watch them. You're laughing the whole time. And then the very next scene is uh, Young Suk Hyung's mom being like, I made some friends today, son. And the son's like, oh, I'm so glad. Because you see her being kind of awkward the whole time she's there and being maybe a bit much. And then you just find out she's, like, trying really hard to impress them because she doesn't know any of them. She's just making friends. Relatable. So relatable. That is one of the most relatable. Because making friends as an adult is very hard. And that was... I could see that playing out in real life, right? Someone being Mm -hmm. awkward, seeming standoffish. And then later you find out they were panicking because they want to be your friend. So bad. Uh Uh-huh. And how could you not? Look at those three. They're so cute. Uh We're making another Fab Five. Fab Five, the next generation up. (laughs) Oh, I'm here for it. I'll watch that show, too. Fab Five, the last generation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it got darker, but I like it. (laughs) I'm still here for it. So cute. We just need the fifth. Who's it gonna be? Who could be in the previous generation Fab Five? 
that isn't already. Uh, I think they have to just pick a young person at this point or introduce another <laughs> person. Balance out the party with a real young person. <laughs> I don't know, because I really like the sentiment of being like, you can make friends at any age. You don't have to be, this is not a young person's game. You don't have to be friends since college. This is anyone's game. You can game. just steal friends from your son's parents. That's great. <laughs> I mean, um, Song Hua's parents sound really cute. So mm. toss them in there. Let's give them a chance. Let's, Let's give them a chance. Give them an interview. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. What? Now that we've said Song Hua's name, is there... Okay, so roller coaster of emotions with her at these two episodes. I mean, what... <laughs> did you... Okay. What, what are your thoughts on that whole storyline? Because I'm on the fence. I don't know. There's part of me that loves the deepness of friendship that it introduced, but also there's another part of me that... I don't know. It was just one of those, obviously, they got me. I was worried about it. I was stressed. But also, when that stress was up, and it kind of shifted to relief. But also, then I was, I don't know. I had this thought of, it's episode six. So that was an interesting new plot line to introduce and then just kind (laughs) of take away. And then Mm -hmm. I thought, Maybe it was obvious the whole time that everything was going to be fine because of that. I don't think so. I Yeah, I guess I'm left wanting more kind of on both ends of the spectrum where I either wanted them to make it more tense and show me a little bit more worry. Like we got a couple very beautiful scenes like her in the car trying to put her lipstick on and then her arriving in front of the uh, room, her arriving in the waiting room and seeing Liak Jun there. Like, beautiful. So touching. Make it even sadder for me. Make it even more tense for me. Or, like, make it even more beautiful. Like, have I was waiting for all four of them to be in the waiting room waiting for her and be like, we're all here for you. Like, make it go full cheese ball and be like, these kids are in it together every step of the way. Even though they're all very busy doctors, they can make time for this one thing. It's like, go, yeah, go full either direction. Make it either super sad and super tense and very dramatic or very beautiful and heartwarming and like cheerful like all these friends willing to sacrifice everything for each other kind of dramatic but it was kind of just like middle ground all the way it was like she's a little nervous about it obviously and she tells them and they get a little worried about it and then she shows up at the hospital and has like a little bit of a beautiful moment with her friend and then they find out it's fine I'm like wait what what was the point? No, you either have to tear me apart or make it like crazy, cheesy, beautiful. Like, what are you doing going middle ground? Making it so freaking realistic about uh-huh. how it would actually be. 
yeah, why do I have to sit here and be like, well, of course they can't all come. They're very busy men. They're working. Like, no, this is a K-drama. Make them all be there. Yeah, I I think that something I maybe wanted more of, because like you said, we got a couple of scenes that were very, um, they, they demonstrated how tense she was, but there were a couple scenes, and I think there's realism in the, but life goes on, she was busy, they were busy, every, like other stuff is happening while she's processing this. That said, I think if they were going to do it, like you said, drama go hard but kind of in a different way where we have to sit with her and her feelings about it much longer than they gave us I think is what would have done it for me not necessarily add the drama but make me as uncomfortable as I would be waiting on that information as she was waiting alone for that information right And Mm -hmm. let me sit with her and sit with that feeling a little bit more. Because, like we've said a million times before, they are so good with balancing things out and moving on to the next thing. And they wrap storylines up, but sometimes four episodes after they introduced it and they haven't talked about it for those four episodes, but then it's back because it never went away, which is good. It would be weird if they were just leaving a bunch of loose ends all over the place. But that moving on so quick, yeah, I just, I wanted to be more uncomfortable, I guess, than I was. I wanted to sit with the feeling of what is going to be the diagnosis here. Mm Mm-hmm. 100% agree. It's what I wanted. And yeah, I don't know. It's fine. It's totally fine. I'm so glad she's okay and that they're not going with that really dark storyline. But then it kind of feels like, what was the point? Why would you do that to me? Why would you even mention it? Just don't. (laughs) Um, Speaking of storylines that kind of just like popped up and then we didn't sit with them for very long. Um, Gewell's allergic reaction, Dr. Jones' allergic reaction. What, sorry, what did, what was the allergic reaction to? Did I just zone out and Uh, yeah, she has bad menstrual cramps every month, so she took, like, ibuprofen, like an NSAID. Okay. Had a reaction to that, which is crazy i don't know how allergic reactions work maybe it's not crazy it seems crazy that she's never taken an NSAID and that she's a doctor she's a doctor and she's never needed an ibuprofen a tylenol in her life i don't know maybe you can develop a reaction to those really quickly yeah they're like shellfish they're made with shellfish (laughs) they're made with shellfish nowadays so that's probably (laughs) what happened uh, yeah, what was that? Was it just to, like, make her finally tell her best friend that she has a crush on Dr. An jung Like, was that the point? And for her to say it, like, while crying, to be like, he doesn't care at all about my health and safety. Uh, okay, well, now I'm just sad, kind of. Yeah, that's a bummer. I, he He's a he's a busy guy. He didn't even show up <laughs> when his friend... Let's just over-explain it to her. Just take this <laughs> portion of the podcast to 
overexplain the situation to help make her feel better, even though it will not at all. His friend just went to get her freaking cancer screening results, and he wasn't there for her either, so don't worry about it. (laughs) Oh, I think I'm changing my mind on how I feel about this man. (laughs) (laughs) I did think it was cute, though, them checking in with her and how each of them open the door with their own very distinct personalities. Oh he kind God. of just stands on the outside the door and just kind of, hey, buddy, uh, what's <laughs> <I'm> up? <good. laughs> so cute. I love that Kim Jin-won has become a lot more comical. I feel like he really found his like comedian stride within these couple episodes where like he was pretty funny as the like kind of standoffish cold one of the the group the curmudgeon in the first few episodes but I like that he's showing a lot of a softer side at least to his friends in these episodes cute cute I ship him and the sister so hard I do ship them I hope that everything turns out okay with that. For some reason, it feels like, for some reason, we've watched a lot of K-dramas. We both know. They're setting up for some... That, of all of the relationships, feels like it's going to be the most dramatic. Because he's drama, Mm -hmm. and she's recovering from a bad ex. And I just... I can't help but feel like that's the relationship that Ish is really gonna hit the fan, you know? Maybe, but I don't know. I always have confidence that Two people who are crazy busy just don't have time for very much drama. That's true. They were so cute when they were staying at Ik Jun's house. Oh my god. <laughs> She's so pulling cute. the mirror. Adorable. She's adorable. She's adorable. Oh, yeah. I love that. I'm excited for that. I don't know how Ik Jun's going to react because... Maybe I take life too seriously, but my perspective is if somebody in the friend group is going to date a sibling, that feels like it has to be taken a lot more seriously than just a regular, like, relationship. Yep. Again, that's why it feels like it might be leading to the most drama out of all the relationships is uh mm. also it's the one that maybe is the most likely to compromise the friend group outside of if any of them dated but that's only been slightly teased in any capacity right it's yeah not, it's not real like th- this relationship where we're now it's a friend dating a sibling now that you say that though that might have been Part of the point of giving Che Song Hwa such a big health scare is that might have been the catalyst for a romantic storyline to develop within the friendship. Someone like like you said, Lee Jun might be interested and that might be his like reasoning for stepping up and being like, Hey, I've kept this deep in my heart for so many years, but you being sick really scared me, so I realized we gotta go for it. Life's too short. YOLO, if you will. YOLO, if you will, milady. <laughs> Let us date. It's like, I could see that. That might have been the point. 
Yeah, he blew off his super cute actress love interest just to show up for his for Songhua, which was another kind of indicator, Ooh. soft indicator to me, because she was like, hey, if you're available, come by the set, I'll buy you coffee. And he was like, for sure, maybe. Maybe, maybe for sure. <laughs> and then he didn't. He was like, I'm busy. I've got stuff. Oh, I am a dunce and went straight for like, well, no, they've just got a good relationship. Like, I would never be like, Jason has a crush on her if he was like, Raquel's getting the results of her cancer screening. Like, I need to go be with her right now. I would never be like, mm, mm, I don't know. It's like, I feel like it could, since it's a K-drama, they could be hinting at some sort of feelings. But I'd also totally write it off. Yeah. I would also, give them every pass if they were like, no, that's just a reasonable human thing to do. 100% that like it is but also like Jason would say hey I'm not gonna drop by your work in the morning I'm gonna go see Raquel because she's That's in the fair. hospital versus you know sneaking if, off yeah and or even just strategically not bringing it up or fair. in the in this case maybe it didn't even occur to him because there was more important mm. things on his mind i.e. Sunkwa ooh Get that book. We're reading deep into this. <laughs> we I'm go. building a ship once more. I do it every time. <laughs> Emily goes for the normal ships. I build ships. I'm a ship <laughs> architect. Build them from nothing. Raquel is so talented, y'all. <laughs> Listen. Pay attention. But don't maybe get on her ships. They're flimsy. But also, <laughs> pay attention. But also, there's a lot of them, so if you just want to pick one and sail off, might as well. <laughs> You'll have a great time. Ah, so cute. I'm here for it, but it will it will have a lot of conflict, so maybe I'm not here for it. I don't know what I want. Me neither. I don't I have fairly well hopped off of the ship between her and her resident that is interested in her though. Because she but... asked him to stop. She said, I need you to quit. And so I also, I was, I, I respect women. And so I said, <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I feel like it's a K-drama. So I assumed they would be like, it doesn't really matter what she says. <laughs> um, we're just going to wait it out and see. But I do like how they've played it out so far that they like, Clearly, he's still infatuated with her. Like, he said very honestly, that's not how it works. I can't just stop liking you because you told me to, but I will act accordingly. Like, you are taking the lead on this relationship, so don't worry about me. And, like, that's the only appropriate way to approach this. So I'm not mad at it. I'm still no. on board, even though we are... On full dry land, the ship has beached. We are not <laughs> going anywhere right now. But I'm still on board, just in case they push us back out to sea. Yeah, I do get that. He is a very likable person. I do love him, and I want only good, mm -hmm. good things for him. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, we'll see if he's able to, you know, salvage the remains, the wreckage of that particular ship. I just, 
You know what's really fun every week is going so hard on the boat and ship metaphors. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, being so bad at it. We have (laughs) no experience with boats. We could make such good, deep references that are just so artfully created. But no, we're just Mm -hmm. like, the boat is bad. And hence is why we're on it. Like this this boat floats. This boat this, doesn't float. <laughs> this boat's on dry land. So also <laughs> not technically floating, but not technically not. D- does beached. that make the relationship clear to everybody? Is that a clear <laughs> metaphor? <laughs> it. Welcome to the boat podcast. Welcome to our podcast about boats. We call it boat floats. No. Yes. Do we like it? (laughs) She just read my reaction way too closely. (laughs) Boat floats. (laughs) Hope floats. The classic (laughs) movie with Sandra Bullock and Harry Connick Jr.? Is that who was in that movie? Did you ever watch Hope Floats? I've never heard of that. I really like the name, though. Yeah, she has a daughter named Bernice in it. Which is... Ooh, a bold name. <laughs> if your name is Bernice, let us know. It's bold. It's bold. I've never known a Bernice. Me and neither. I would feel honored to know a Bernice. I like it. Yeah. It's grown on me in the past two seconds since I first heard it. <laughs> I've never considered it. Because there's the implied um, idea that there's like a, the implication that there's a Bernice currently listening to this audio. I think so. I think when it was just a name, I wasn't crazy about it. But now that it's a person, (laughs) a person named Bernice, I like her. Like, yeah, I'm not crazy about the name, but I like Bernice herself. Yeah, I've had name prejudices before, um, but usually they're not based on, like, the name as much as they're based on how many people I've known with that name that I either liked or disliked, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Caden? Oh my god, yes. I haven't- I'm not saying they don't exist. Whatever Caden out there is rad as hell is probably- rad as hell because they've got the name Kanan and they are carrying it for the rest of their team who is letting them down (laughs) for me it's Tyler I know Mm -hmm. very I know a couple that are carrying it for the team but also I've known just dozens of lackluster Tyler's lackluster is a very kind (laughs) word for those Tyler's (laughs) Let's get it together, Tyler's. Come on, Tyler's. Why did we? Make... <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> Off um, the rails. I... Should we make train metaphors instead of boat metaphors now? Sorry, go ahead Probably. and talk talk about the podcast or the K drama. I'm once again just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. I like our mess. <laughs> I was just gonna say I really like Auntie Hung. Auntie Hung? Yeah. I just am so uncomfortable with Lee Ik-jun trying to ship him with the sister. I feel yeah. like that's a joke that I'm not on board with. He's 
That's the one thing that he just can't get away with, right? Is fabricating a love story for his sister. Like, get off. Get off. (laughs) Get off our train. This is a train metaphor now. (laughs) Get off our train. We don't like it. That's so weird. And, like, I am interested. They did do something with it at the end where Anji Hong was like, she just can't get over her ex. And Lee Jun looked pretty surprised to hear that. I think he had said earlier that she had never dated. That he was like, boys just fall in love with her all the time, so she never takes him seriously, and she's never dated anyone in her whole life. She is pure, she has never been kissed, she is my sister, and she does not engage in relationships and Which then is, homeboy was like maybe she has though yeah. what you're saying and thinking is problematic because it's not true and you've assumed it because it's your sister and maybe it's or best. i i think you thought it because she lied to you which oh, no. sucks yeah buddy you maybe you should work on that maybe you should be a better open listener to see, you know, what's up and make her feel not judged in your sibling relationship so that she can tell you things. Just saying. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> Raquel really was like, well, that sounds like a, your fault. I just thought, like, I don't know, siblings just don't want to share everything all the time. So oh, I totally yeah. get his sister being like, I don't want to talk about my sex life with you. Thank you. I'll just tell you that I don't date. Yeah, Raquel's like, I feel like it is Leak June. He is problematic. <laughs> I'm just saying there I mean she doesn't have to disclose her sex life to let her brother know that she dates or like is in relationships. For example, my brother and I have had zero conversations in like six months. Super sad. I love my brother a lot. It's just kind of who we are as people. Um <laughs> But that said I think he knows that I'm in, like, a happy relationship uh, with Mm. a person, so. That's fair, but if you were, like, on a military base, super far from your family, I don't know. Maybe my vision of the military is just more, like, top secret than it should be. Where I'm like, (laughs) behind those walls, she might just be like, information doesn't have to get out. Like, your brother probably knows because your mom knows, whereas she... Might be like, I don't want to tell my mom either. And I'm not going to tell my brother. And I'm not going to tell anyone because this is my life. I don't know. We'll dig into that in future episodes. <laughs> we'll come back to this. We'll come back to freaking Kim Jun Wan in that silver suit at the wedding. I will not let that go. <laughs> We've got a couple loose ends that we need to tie up. Yeah, that's why we do bonus episodes. So, you know, write this down. We'll for sure revisit it. We always remember to do things, so mm-hmm. we will uh, pile up all of these little shower thoughts of these moments, <laughs> these shower thought moments, and then we'll have a whole bonus episode about silver suits and secretive sisters. Whoa. <gasps> yes, we will, and that's what it'll be titled. <laughs> we won't call it Hospital Playlist Bonus Episode. No, it's going to be called Silver Suits and Secretive Sisters, and... If you get it, you get it, right? <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Um, do you have any other things, favorite moments you want to mention? Mm, no, I think I'm good. I didn't write anything down. This is how things pile up for Kel, is that you don't <laughs> get them all out now. It's fine. 
It's fine. Uh, I think I'm good. Do you have anything else? No. I am happy with all that we've discussed. There's obviously so many more storylines in this show that we didn't get to. So if we're missing your favorite one, email us at plankpodcast at gmail.com. We will get to it next episode. Yep. If you love to hear people who know nothing about medicine discuss medical things, because that's something we definitely haven't tried to do while we watch this medical drama. But if you wanted to hear us say more medicine terms, uh, you can tweet at us. We're at Play on K Podcast on, well, that's not tweeting, but on Instagram you can reach out. <laughs> we will also get those messages. And then on Twitter, we're at Play on K. I honestly thought you were going to pimp out another podcast. If you want to listen to people talk about medical stuff, here's a different podcast <laughs> for you. Don't come here. <laughs> ours won't do that. <laughs> um, if you want to find all of our past episodes, as well as sign up for our newsletter and find all of our affiliates, including Skillshare, NordVPN, and Blueberry Podcast Hosting, you can do that all at playonk.com. Yeah, we also have, uh, we're on multiple streaming platforms, wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening to a podcast right now. Usually those places have somewhere you can rate, review, subscribe, or some combination of those things, and doing so really helps us out. It's the freest way that you can help us, and it helps other K-Drama podcast listeners find us. Thank you all so much for listening. We will see you next week for the next two episodes of Hospital Playlist. Yeah! K-bye! K-bye! K-bye!